We would like to say a special thank you to Heritage Lutheran Church in Brandon, South Dakota for sponsoring this week's episode in honor of Pastor Naomi Stout. So the blessing finally is going to be uh, Jesus saying to you, uh, you are an heir of the kingdom. You are favored by God. You have all the gifts that God has to give in Christ. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. It's All Saints Sunday, so we ask our guest this week, Lars Olson, what is All Saints Day? Why do we celebrate it? And what actually is a saint? His answer helps us understand what Jesus is saying in this week's lectionary text, the Sermon on the Plain. You are made a saint when the Holy Spirit gives you the promise from Christ that says, you are forgiven. You were made holy in this promise. This is key when we hear the Beatitudes about poverty, hunger, and mourning. Think about what it means to be blessed in all of life's circumstances that Jesus mentions in this text. You aren't blessed because you are rich or poor. You're blessed because you have God's promise in your ear. Let's get to it. Here's Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 31. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have Lars Olson with us this week. Thanks for being here, Lars. Mason, it's always a pleasure. I say it every time. It is good to be with you. You betcha. <clears throat> Suck up. <laughs> <laughs> so nice to have you around here too, Lars. Hey. Uh, we appreciate you as well, me and Kiri. 
Thanks. thanks <laughs> I haven't heard that from Kiri, but I appreciate you saying so. Uh, we're in Luke 6 this week. Uh, it's All Saints Sunday uh, on November 6th. And, and maybe we just say a couple words on that, uh, Lars. What is All Saints Sunday? Uh, what's a saint? Uh, what's it mean to, to celebrate or take part in this uh, festival? I mean, these are just questions off the top of my head. Sure. Yeah, All Saints Sunday is a lesser festival. Um, that's kind of church speak for uh, a big deal day that isn't the biggest deal day, right? It's not okay. Christmas and Easter and Pentecost. So it's a lesser festival, but it's still kind of a, a big day of the church year. Um, All Saints Day is, is celebrated on November 1st every year, uh, the day after Halloween. And uh, it is the day of remembering the saints that have passed on before us. And most congregations, that usually is remembering the saints who have passed on in the last year. Um, but really, it's, past, it's remembering the saints that have passed on in the faith before us forever. Uh, it's not just in the last year, just the... The ones in the last year are the ones we put in the bulletin and, and remember this time around. Okay, dumb question time. What is a saint? Um, <laughs> yeah, what do you think a saint not, is? I mean, uh, like my mind immediately goes to uh, like the Catholic definitions. I yeah. mean, isn't that something where if you have like 10 children, you can become a saint? And... <laughs> right. Yeah. No, in most people's mind, that's a strange word. For Lutherans, we He's talk about... like, I got to get started. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to arrive. I mean, for Lutherans, we talk about being a saint and sinner at the same time, that a saint is made uh, by God's word, right? We are kept yeah. holy in this word by the Spirit, rather than somehow um, some people's idea of saints is that somebody is extra good, yeah. uh, that they've got so much goodness and so many miracles that uh, they could just shower a little bit of their goodness down upon the rest of us lowly regulars. They're on a different level. Yeah. And not everyone is one. Right. I feel like that's what's in our mind. Well, in the Catholic Church, for example, the Roman Church, you ha there are criteria that you have to you have actually... You to pay, right? Or you used it's to? It's not payment, but it is a, it's a matter of how much good work you've done. And there has to be a miracle that's been performed and a number of oh. uh, other... Um, there's a few different branches that you can get to be to be into sainthood. Oh, but then so you, you have see, to pay with your soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, payment might be a way to talk about it that they're that they've paid the way uh, by their good works into something um, like through purgatory. Well, and that's kind of what people have in mind with saints that they're extra good people. They've got some extra power of being good. Uh, and especially that they we get to remember their names and have statues of them around or something like this. Um, so that, you know, if you need to sell your house, you get the statue of a, of a saint that has a little bit of extra power to give to you so that you can sell your house quickly, right? Um, it's kind of, I'm being kind of facetious with this, but it's, it gets to be ridiculous how we think about saints at times, right? That it's, okay. yeah. but that's all the power. The, the Catholic definition of a saint. So what is the Lutheran definition of saint? I know oh, you touched on that right before, them. but... Could yeah. you just reiterate the, uh, that? A saint is one who has a promise from Christ that says you are forgiven, you are made holy, uh, you are brand new. It's one who has that promise and is kept in that promise, not by their own power, but by uh, the spirit of, of Christ. Interesting. So it's passive. Yeah. To be a, it's you not are active. Made it's a not saint. what you did. Mm -hmm. right. Just like you are made a Christian, not by something you chose or did, you are made a saint. You are made holy by the spirit. You're nice. Right. All right. Thank you. All Saints Sunday, everybody. Diving into Luke <laughs> chapter 6, though. This is the Sermon on the Plain in Luke, um, starting with verse 20. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed or blessed are you who are poor, 
for yours is the kingdom of God. Is that saying that we should be poor in order to be blessed? Well, you could try that if you'd like. Maybe you have tried that in the past. Has it worked out for you? No. Has being poor <laughs> made you uh, exceptionally blessed? Like, you know, oh, you're a great saint now that you have nothing of this world in order to be more holy? Kiri says no. I, I haven't heard from the other two. They're silently agreeing. <laughs> I mean, in some sense, you we, we can get to this, but woe to you who are rich. In some sense, the poor are... Um, I don't even know how to say this. When I've been poor, I've been more focused. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I know what you're like, saying. You've been more driven. Yeah, I don't know. But that doesn't mean, ble- it's not blessed in the sense that Christ is saying it. Yeah. Uh, blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Because I didn't, it's not as if I had, you have the kingdom of God purely because you're materially poor. Right. If that's what we're, I mean, that's the question of what's poor mean. I think that term blessed has to be, uh, has to be thought through a little bit for us too, because generally we think of blessings as material things, right? right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I've been so blessed this week to be around friends, or I've been blessed this week by everything's going my way. Mm, uh, I've gotten all the things blessed. that I need. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> hashtag blessed is the, is the, the, the way things, they say this, right? Well, and it's fall and Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, we but nobody would put hashtag blessed because you know they uh, they yeah. lost all their money this week, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> or true. they lost their yeah. job. Uh, yeah. So you can see how that's gonna that's gonna cut across this. But that's what Jesus is saying: blessed are the poor. Um, so it's not just that God has given you all the things that you need. That's also a kind of a blessing. But the blessing we're really talking about is what makes a saint. Yeah, um, that you have received a word of God's promise and favor that God has chosen you. Uh, and it's a blessing for the poor um, who have nothing else to hear this because they finally have the treasure of the kingdom being given to them rather than having to hold on to the things or strive for the things of this world that they don't, that, that they can't get, that they don't have. Can you break that down a little bit more? So the blessing finally is going to be uh, Jesus saying to you, uh, you are an heir of the kingdom. You are favored by God. Mm -hmm. You have all the gifts that God has to give in Mm -hmm. Christ. Rather than uh, count your blessings one by one, Mm -hmm. add up what you have and what you don't have, and you'll see that, you know, every day God gives you a little bit more. Rather, the blessing for even the poor is that they have this promise from God. Mm-hmm. That, it, that that promise is what's making them a saint. That's mm-hmm. why we choose this reading for All Saints Sunday. Um, but that blessing that cannot be taken away is the actual blessing of the world. That's why it's a blessing, because it can't be removed. So it's not saying... So I'm trying to untrain my mind. So it's not saying you have to be poor for yours is the kingdom of God. It's not a prescription. It's not saying you have to be poor and then the kingdom is yours. Right. It's just saying uh, it's giving you a list of when you people. have the kingdom of God, yeah. you are blessed. Exactly. Yeah. And the even if you're poor, poor rich, have a hard hungry. time hearing this because they look around and they see everybody yeah. else is rich and they say, "Why can't I be like that?" And Jesus mm-hmm. is speaking now right to them, saying, uh, "Blessed are the poor." Not when you get rich, you will find God's blessing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right now, yeah. <laughs> as a poor person. Here is the kingdom of God mm-hmm. given to you. Nor, I mean, nor to confuse your own riches for the blessing of God too, or the uh, 
The gospel. I mean, the gospel. Exactly. Not that God hasn't blessed you in certain ways with gifts and uh, family. Family. Children. We give thanks for those yeah, too. We give thanks for those but as well. But the blessing that we are uh, of God is really His favorable word being given to you mm-hmm. in the midst of all the other things that are telling you God doesn't favor you or God favors someone else more than you. Yeah. Here is God's Jesus' promise now to say, "Blessed are you." Um. Uh, so when we say things like, uh, blessed are you who are hungry, for you will be filled, right? Blessed are you who weep, or blessed are you who mourn. This is this is Jesus actually giving them a word of promise, mm-hmm. not a prescription, like you're saying. Not okay. saying, become poor, and then you'll find God's blessing. Become mm-hmm. hungry. Become hungry, yeah. and you'll see, see it more, more and more, right? No, uh, that's not what he's after. Jesus is saying, in spite of everything that happens to you in this world, hold on to this word. That, I, that Jesus gives. Blessed are you. Don't forget that. You are favored. And I really love when it says, blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I feel that. <laughs> and why would they be defiling you or, or hating you for this, just like they did to the prophets? Because you are giving God's word of blessing to those who don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You're being unfair. You're being unfair to everybody. You are uh, you are giving a promise to somebody who hasn't done anything in order to earn it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're giving it to the poor. Yeah. Uh, the rich clearly have been more blessed. Mm-hmm. The the wealthy and the full. Uh, I mean, just look. Their their blessing uh, shows up in their uh, in the the fat that they carry around in their body. Uh, but no, uh, the uh, Jesus is saying, <laughs> uh, "Blessed are you when you have nothing else." Because, and that's where the woes are going to come. Blessed are you when you have nothing else because you have the kingdom of God and that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else gets in the way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing between you and God's favor now that has to be removed. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's easy to say, blessed are the poor, and then to look and say, woe are the rich, and say, yes, 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 uh, see, we shouldn't be rich. Um, but to realize that woe is because you have something else to cling to. Mm-hmm. You have something yeah. else to, for, to hope in. Some, some other idol. Some other idol that yeah. has to be removed from you. Yeah. So the more money you have, guess what you have to lose? More than everybody else. <laughs> the, the poor have nothing else to cling to mm-hmm. than God's promise. Mm-hmm. The rich and the uh, wealthy and the full uh, are hard to break through because they're self-assured. They have enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know... From what you're saying, it's reminding me of a few years ago, or no, maybe it was last year, Sarah was talking to me about um, her when her time in the penitentiary. She wasn't in there, but like when she's when she would visit <laughs> sure. place different places like that. At least that's and what she told you. That's what she said. <laughs> and visit with different inmates. They a lot of times are the ones who are the most perceptive to the gospel and to Christ because they've done the worst that can be done. They've done the horrible things. They've, you know, the saying, like, I can only trust in myself. They've tried that and they've realized that it doesn't work mm-hmm. and that it's failed. So they're as low as you can go. They have nothing. Yeah. I mean, and so it's very easy for them to be like... They have a very unique perspective on things because they have found the end of the law. Yep. Right? They have come to the end of their hope within the law, and it, it all it's done is placed them into prison. Yep. Um, so they've been caught and they've been found. What we don't want to do is get to the place where we're saying, oh, you got to go and do so much bad, 
so that God can be that much yeah. more gracious mm-hmm. to you. But you're right that uh, prisoners or addicts or people who have uh, experienced great loss uh, are in mourning uh, are craving, actually looking for a word of hope. It's when you've lost all of those things, when God has removed your idols, mm-hmm. that finally his word of blessing matters to you. Mm-hmm. Right, And so when we're in All Saints Sunday and we're thinking about all those people who have died in the past, um, they're still witnessing to us because the promise of the kingdom goes through death. Mm -hmm. And so their death is reminding us that it's not about our uh, um, congregational programs or how strong everything is going, uh, that it is the promise of resurrection in Christ that is the blessing even in the midst of death. Mm -hmm. They've lost everything. Mm -hmm. We've lost them in our mourning, in our tears. We get to cling to the promise that Christ is giving us. Not not, not to them though, either. I mean, we're not clinging to the saints. And I think that's the the hard part for congregations, at least that I've been a part of, is that it's very easy to worship grandma and grandpa and attempt to cling to them and almost... Not bring them like, back, but exactly. like, uh, like deify them. Deify them, yeah. Yes, well, I have to, we have to pray them into heaven or yeah, something like yeah. this, right? We have to make sure that they are saints and they get their right due so that God will look favorably upon them, which is exactly the opposite of what's going on, right? God <laughs> yeah. has already promised them his favor. Yeah. And that's that's also what brings us to the end of the, the sermon on the plane here, where Jesus is now saying things like, love your enemies, mm-hmm. right? Um it's, it's for those who can listen, those who have ears to hear this word, that uh, these things of the world are not things to fight for and to cling to. You don't have to protect your blessing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you don't have to store it up because uh, as with like manna in the wilderness or God's daily provision, he showers these material things upon both the, um, the saint and the sinner. Uh, that might be you at the time, but it's upon the godly and the ungodly, those mm-hmm. who pray and those who do not. Um, and that's a, I've never, that just struck me in a, a unique way that, that you're not storing up the things that you listen to, right? right? Or that you hear, right? No. Like, but I say to you that listen, you, when you hear the good word preached to you from the good word of Jesus Christ forgives you of your sin, right. that lands in your ear, you hear that and it, in that moment you have peace. You, but you, you have, can't, you can't, it's not a physical thing that you can just like set aside like right. manna. Exactly. You're, whole, you're, you're clinging now to the promise that, that, that Jesus has promised you. Those with ears to hear this, let them hear it. Now the things of this world, the blessings that you used to cling to are now take on a different whole uh, uh, role, right? So when come, someone comes and uh, begs for you, you don't have to say, well, I gave to you last yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll have enough tomorrow. You say... Uh, I don't need the things of this world anymore. I've got God's favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give to everyone who asks, right? When somebody uh, strikes you on the cheek, you don't say, oh, I'm going to get you back for that. Why? Because even your body now um, can be can be a, a gift to somebody else, right? You you can give it up. You can lose your whole life, your possessions, and your body altogether. And your spouse. That's yeah. what Luther says in Mighty Fortress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Children, uh, how, yeah, home, yeah. Uh, every, reputation, all of these things can, can vanish before you. But what will not vanish is the blessing, mm-hmm. God's promised blessing to you, his favor that says you are a saint here. You will never lose that. 
And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Lars Olson for teaching us that when we hear these beatitudes, like blessed are the poor and woe to the rich, they're not prescriptions on how to live. Instead, we need to remember the definition of a saint. You were made a saint when the Holy Spirit gives you the promise from Christ that you are forgiven and have been made holy. You are blessed because you have God's promise in your ear. Halloween may be in our rearview mirror soon, but I want to invite you to watch Luther House's new horror video series. Luther House of Study, in partnership with the Unite Leadership Collective and Red Braille Studios, brings you The Horror, a video series based on true horror stories from Lutheran ministries from around the U.S. In this four-part series, we tell true stories from ministry as if they were horror movies. Ministry can be scary, but don't be afraid. Join us in the mission to proclaim Jesus. All episodes are available on Luther House of Studies' Facebook and YouTube pages. Check the show notes for links. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, you have God's promise. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.